Hello, and welcome to Beatdown, a musical battle royale. I'm your host, loaded up and trucking, Josh Brunell, and joining me on the podcast this week. She's just back from driving on 101, not the 101, you guys. It's Jennifer Lane, everybody. Good evening, Jennifer. Good evening, Josh. He's counting the miles to the next rest stop. He's Edward Giordano. Good evening, Ed. Hey, uh, you know, I have stopped at the rest stop between my work and home, and it's like not like 30 miles distance in between. So, yeah, you're probably right. For sure. That's a hike. (laughs) And joining us on this convoy, it is Mike Axelson, everybody. Good evening, Mike. You know, I like a good convoy. So, coming back, (laughs) Mike Axelson, the man who said, every time I come on your show, I'm going to pick a Tom Waits song, and yet and then, not picking a Tom Waits song. (laughs) Oh, for two. This is just so we keep inviting him back. There you go. Yeah, it's just. The, the suspense will continue to build until I actually do. <laughs> it's so he's great. teasing it. He's there you go. It. Teasing Tom Waits. But, but I was going to say, he might have the excuse of not picking the topic, but didn't wasn't he the hair bringer of this topic? Uh, I don't know how this topic came up. I think, I uh, think it just so. kind of came up out of nowhere, and oh, I said, yeah. this would be a funny oh, okay. thing to talk about. I don't, I don't well, don't you guys were talking about this at um, the bar the other night. Not not this Friday night, but last Friday night. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, you guys were talking about this theme at um, it's all the time. The snug. So, do you remember what brought it up then, Jay? No. Okay. I just remember it being talked across me. I'm like, that's so cool. Alcohol was involved. Yeah. Always. That's and usually what's happening. We made a decision that we didn't remember. Don't don't the best decisions come about when there's alcohol <laughs> that's, involved? That's like a, that could be that's the, my memoir. So <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the crawl below my memoir. That's what we're gonna call the memoir. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, uh, the, on your tombstone, it'll just say he was drunk at the time. <laughs> the entire. Oh, that's sad. I think. Or is it? Oh. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Is it sad? It's sad. I don't know how I feel. Worst ways. I feel like it's indicative. It's indicative. Uh, well, we are back for another beatdown, where we're going to choose a theme, and each of us is going to present a song that we think is the ultimate representation of that theme. We will present our song, our argument. And uh, you, the listener, will get to tell us who you think is the best. Uh, Our topic this week is songs about the road, which I'm very interested to see how people interpreted that, Mm -hmm. which is my favorite topics. Uh, Last week, our topic was songs about growing up. And let's take a look back and see who was the winner. Jennifer, you brought Stevie Wonder's Nostalgia Trip, I Wish. Ed brought Young the Giants, Steel Town Anthem, My Body. Our guest, Ben Eisen from All Time Time 10 which you should totally listen to. Mike, uh, you've done lots of episodes of All Time Top. Uh, I wouldn't say lots. I think I think, I think we're, yeah, you're actually tied right <laughs> oh, now okay. with, with this episode. You Ooh. All Time Top Ten. Time, we have fewer so. guests in rotation, so you'll probably do our show a lot more. Yeah, he said he has like like a backlog of 20 people. Well, that's to your benefit. Yes. There you go. There you go. Uh, he, uh, yes, you did uh, uh, Top Ten Tom Waits songs. I did do Top Ten Tom Waits songs. That was a hard one to do, honestly. That's funny. I had like 50 songs I wanted to use. <laughs> <laughs> Too many ultra. You were like, yeah, it was like, yeah, 10, 10, you had your top 10 and then you had 40 alternates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this, uh, Ben was on our show last week. He brought MGMT's electro rock masterpiece, uh, time to pretend, but I won you guys with the sappy, sappy trophy, uh, taking home the sappy, sappy trophy, uh, with Ben Folds is still fighting it. Songs about growing up. Uh, Mike, song. does Tom Waits have a song about growing up? Uh, yes. He's got a song called, I don't want to grow up. And I think that's a pretty outstanding song choice because I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to grow up either. I'm surprised nobody picked uh, The Cats in the Cradle, honestly. I thought it was going to be a little too obvious because it is one of the first things that came to mind. And I think 
Well, I think you mentioned it too, didn't you? Yeah, it came up in in like, uh, you know, there's always like that fleet of songs that you're like, this one's too on the nose. I'm not going to go with that one. Like like, uh, Bruce Springsteen's Growing Up. Being yeah. one of them. Oh, so you think I, I don't want to grow up by Tom Waits would have been, would have been too, <laughs> no. too on the nose. Well, but that's Tom Waits and it's kind of, you know, Tom Waits is never too on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think everybody outside. out there should go listen to I want I don't want to grow up and regret that it wasn't there so they could vote for it. <laughs> Had I been here last week, I would have brought a Tom Waits song. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, flashback city. Uh, but <laughs> we are here to talk about songs about the road. And uh, I really wanted to one of the reasons i thought this topic would be fun is because the road comes up in music all the time and it gets interpreted and reinterpreted many different ways you have songs about the road as a concept songs about the road as a place uh songs about the road as a place in which most musicians make their living uh in 2017 uh being on the quote-unquote road or on tour um and it seems like every band who has a big moment uh of success they usually have that one road record that they record which is just songs that they recorded about the road because at the moment they were on the road uh i wanted to pass it around a little bit jennifer why do you think that musicians um come back to this concept again and again this concept of the road well i mean they say you should write about what you know and if that's their experience um i i can see how that would be you know full you know lots of lots of material that they could draw from on that and I think yeah I mean it's it's part of who they are and how they get to be who they are it's how they get people to know them and and there's a lot that goes on you know on the road you're away from your family you're away from uh, your loved ones and you're experiencing new and different places all the time so I, I think I think there's just a lot of material uh, and uh, emotions that are, are drawn from that experience and it's probably pretty relatable for a lot of people i i mean that's a good point like ed you definitely traveled you relocated your life across the country actually all three of you guys did i uh, relocated your lives at some point you spent a lot of time on the road mm-hmm. uh is that kind of how you thought of it ed when i said songs about the road did you think of it as this thing that takes you to other places or or was it a thing that escapes you from other places i mean Escaping Indiana was always a goal of mine, and it does take me to other places. So, yes, to those to those questions. Um, when we when I thought about the, when I thought about this theme, I like and does like oh I need to get the so- a song from the show on at some point uh, from from this reality show. I was like oh this 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 fits perfectly. But um, yeah, I was I guess I was thinking uh, more vaguely of of like. Uh, on the road means not not so much like the the touring conversation of missing loved ones, but more of like oh like here I'm going to opportunity. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting, Mike. Because you do a lot of uh, 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 Dungeons and Dragons fantasy type stuff. I mean, a road is always present in those things. Well, I, I remember the last time we gamed, we started on the road. Well, you kind of have to. That's where that's where all the, the journeys begin. I mean, if you don't start at the beginning of a road, you're not going anywhere. And that's kind of the way I interpret it is as, as not necessarily the brick and asphalt idea of the road or or as the idea of like as my job, it's like a rock star, the road. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it, it's like, well, what's out there? What mm-hmm. what what can be what can be gleaned from from what's heading heading that way? It's less about what's here and what's there. It's about the unknown, really. Yeah, I guess the 
I, I don't know if I just made this up or if it's something I read, but that concept of every great adventure starts on the road. Uh, you kind of do have to go someplace else mm -hmm. and change your uh, uh, world before things really get crazy. Yeah. Uh, not entirely true. If you're a homeowner, there are many great adventures you get to have. Piping, tiling. Uh, mm. I think you're really <laughs> stretching the word adventure <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, let's just get Again, he's it. writing about what he knows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right, like right now, that's our world. Yeah, these days. <laughs> and all the critters in the, in the walls. Well, let's get into it and see what uh, you guys brought in your songs about the road. Uh, I won last week, so I guess I have to go first. Uh, and if, you, so, if you want. <laughs> let's dig right into it. Um, you know, when I first started talking about, hey, let's do a podcast about music and each week we'll bring a song. Um, I had a reasonably short list of musicians that at some point I need to find a, an excuse to talk about and get in front of and make people uh, take notice of. And uh, on that short list, we're actually hitting we hit one of them last week. We'll probably hit another one next week. Uh, this week, we're going to hit a big one for me, which is Robbie Folks. Uh, Robbie Folks is a kind of country singer he's kind of hard to nail down jennifer you've seen him in concert actually yeah i would say he's more folksy um yeah, these days he's much more folk bluegrass yeah, yeah. uh and in when we saw him perform it was just him with the guitar and another guy with uh, a fiddle and i think oh well, actually there's a third guy with the fiddle bass. So it's automatically country. Yeah. <laughs> or Celtic. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Or bluegrass. If it's yeah. like a fiddle yes. and a banjo. Oh, that's right. Okay. It's country. There Robbie, was not a banjo on Rob, that particular gig. No, no. Robbie played the banjo a little bit. He, he did, a, actually. He he brought, he yeah, that's true. That's true. He did aunt. do that. Yeah, that's true. Checkmate. He sang a song about his aunt. <laughs> Where and, he brought uh, out a banjo. But that's yeah, true. I mean, I mean, it's, but it's not the, um, the honky tonk, you know, country that I think of. I mean, but it's know. a subgenre of country. Yes. Yeah. Like I, alt country. The oh. thing is, is his whole kind of ovule, uh, which is a word I should learn how to pronounce. <laughs> yeah, you try that each week. <laughs> so I'm just gonna keep drilling that word in. It kind of. He's not having a stroke, people. He's okay. The best description I ever heard of his music was somebody called him retro alternative. Because it is this kind of like he's going to do a little bit of bluegrass, a little bit of country, a little bit of roots rock, a little bit of old school rock and roll and just mix it all up together. Uh, but he's definitely not doing anything now. <laughs> like none of his music feels uh, uh, like he's he's there's never been a synthesizer on any record. Like he's using very old instruments to play a very old style of music, but he's just doing it in a really interesting and different way. So. I find it pretty captivating. Uh, Mike is giving me one of his looks. Yeah, it's, it's right. country. I mean, yeah. you can That's try and frame it however you want to. Well, this I mean, song is super country. It would fit very well around the campfire. I mean, that's fair. This is the only song I've literally ever heard from Robbie That's Fultz, true, yes. So I'm going to stereotype him based on it. This song is very country, and it is about the road, and so let's take a listen to it. This is uh, by Robbie Folks, and it's called Where There's a Road. Jeff Davis was no county line to my daddy. More like a wall he could not see beyond Yeah, to me that farm was just a jail And the day I hit 16 I bailed Took off the Georgia dust and I was gone To the wild unknown Where no light to guide me shown And the wheels had ideas of their own They used to join the ride at a Joplin pawn shop Hardcore band somewhere around Santa Fe It clubbed a wreck and a town to burn Not a cent to waste, no rock unturned Days like those you got to throw away Wide to the wheeling bound to know 
So that is Where There's a Road by Robbie Folks. Uh, there's a lot of things about this song I like. It comes from his album, Georgia Hard, which is kind of his album doing his style of this kind of alternative country music, really through the guise of like a 1970s kind of country uh, radio sound. Uh, so this song being possibly the most straight ahead country song I think Robbie ever wrote, identifiably country song. Uh, he's a phenomenal guitarist. Uh, seeing him live is unbelievable just because he improvises he does weird covers i saw him do shares believe once in a show uh, he did a whole album of michael jackson covers once he's just a phenomenal musician and uh just very irreverent and from a very kind of diy punk tradition a really interesting guy uh i love this song for a couple reasons one almost every line of this song i think is impactful to me so the whole concept of this song being uh there's always a way out where there's a road. And I don't know if this is true about all men, but I know it's true about all the men in my family that at any given moment, there's 10% of our brain that is going, I could just leave. Uh, it is just the way we are wired to always have one eye on the door. And I don't know why that is. We're always looking for some kind of escape. We can be on the greatest vacation of all time and being like, I could just bolt, though. You know Jen's <laughs> sitting right here, right? Yeah. I mean, you are aware um, of that, right? Like, you're digging this hole? It I is mean, very... you're digging it by all means. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I mean, being honest. So... After the 13 years, this is exactly what I want to hear. <laughs> You've always had one eye on the door. So it's a, it's it's a or very 10%. small part of it. Yeah, it's, it's a very small part of our psyche, but it's just yeah, kind 10%. of hardwired into us. <laughs> one <Yeah>. in ten. <laughs> I don't it could know. Happen at any moment. Five percent. It's not very large. Uh -huh. Is all I'm trying to say. Walking it back. And so, <laughs> this is a song about a young man who uh, is growing up. I, most of these songs are set in and around Georgia, even though Robbie is from Santa. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, South Carolina, and uh, has spent most of his life in Chicago, actually. Uh, but uh, most of these songs are about Georgia. This song is about a young kid growing up in Georgia uh, whose father looked at the road as a wall. And he looked at the road leading out of town as a wall he could not see beyond. Nothing beyond that road existed. And then Robbie, of course, gets on that road and drives away and never comes back. Uh, plays in uh, hardcore and punk bands throughout the song. And then finally ends up kind of realizing that he never really left at all. Uh, this concept at the very end of the song, he said, uh, since I've been gone, it's been one long goodbye. And it's, a, it's a, a beautiful song just about that concept of the road is always there, always pulling you away, always saying like you could get out if you had to. No matter how good things are, no matter how bad things are, there's always a way out of this. And it is running away. It's not. It's not gallant in any way. It's. It's nothing to truly be proud of. But you could always run away. And there's just something really that kind of tugs at my heartstrings about that uh, concept. And also in the song, being a kid, really throwing that in his father's face and being like, "Look what I did." It was not always pretty. It was not always a good idea. But look what I did. Uh, so that's Robbie Folks's Where There's a Road. Uh, we saw him live. It was super fun. Uh, I've seen him a couple times now. His uh, fiddle player is about 5'2". And for whatever reason, he puts the microphone above his head and he stands on his tiptoes through the whole gig. It's very strange. Not sure why he does that. <laughs> it is. And he, and he looks like um, a street person. He does, and he usually looks kind of vaguely homeless. Uh, but yes, I, I saw Robbie Folks open for Ben Folds 5. That's how I discovered him. That is weird. That's <laughs> yeah. a weird combo. All right, he opened well, they're up both in the Carolinas, right? Or 
Uh, he, was, oh. he was from South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, yeah, which they're from North Carolina. Oh. But uh, but yeah, so maybe they had that connection. Uh, I saw him open for Benfels Five in 1997. The audience booed. Uh, I thought he was phenomenal, and <laughs> of so of course I did. And so I became obsessed with him. I didn't see him again until last year, uh, my birthday actually, day after my birthday last year. We went to down to the Mint, saw him at the Mint, and after the gig, I walked over and I said, "I have wanted to watch you. I've wanted to see you in concert for 20 years since I saw you in 1997 opening for Benfold's Five. And he goes, "I remember that gig. It was our first gig in LA. I was going to become super famous the next day. I was so excited for the gig. I woke up." that morning and had the flu it was like I kept running off stage between songs and vomiting you don't remember and I'm like no I don't remember that at all <laughs> maybe that's why they were booing yeah I was gonna say maybe maybe it was less about the actual music and more the performance or lack thereof <laughs> it was it was pretty phenomenal I will say even in that moment people were like he's terrible but he's really good at the guitar so mm. hey mm. he won the audience over yeah that going from but I think this is just the concept of the way this song looks at the road uh some of the lyrics in here are just so pretty and the fact that he's looking at the road from all these different ways, his father who sees it as a wall and him who sees it as an escape is always beautiful. And that's why I think this is a fantastic song about the road. Robbie Folks' Where There's a Road. Jennifer, what do you think? I was surprised. I I hadn't heard this. I heard, you know, a handful of his songs. Um, and, and this is one of the more country sounding songs that I think I've heard of his. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, I think it's I think it's a great song. Um, the, the theme of, you know, um, you know, you always, you, you don't want to be confined. You want to know that there are possibilities and, you know, you have to believe that there's more out there. Most people, I, I, I like to think are open to the idea of different and new experiences. And, uh, so that idea of getting out there and, uh, taking control. I like that. Mike thoughts on where there's a road. Well, it's. It's a fine song. It's, it's, it's fine, you know. It's fine. Um, I, f- I feel like, like for a lot of a lot of these songs that we have, they're gonna. There's, I mean, I feel like this could almost be like cliche week too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's this, true. This applies to all of our songs because you're like, <laughs> look at the lyrics, and there's like, well, that's kind of a cliche. The wheels have ideas of their own, you know, it's that sort of thing. It's like, oh, the mm-hmm. wheels just took me away, and it was their it's their fault, Dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's a it's a it's a fine country song, you know. It's yeah. like it's this. I mean, this could have just as easily been Country Week had I gone with, you know, Willie Nelson or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go, Willie Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on on the road again is you great know, song. It's a it's a great <laughs> song, but I you know I I didn't go with that one because I felt like that was more about being a musician <laughs> than being on the road. Yeah. See, I will say in defense of this song, um, country country music really does have a lot of cliches in it, and and that is both its it's one of its grand failures. There, it's something about the country music tradition where it's built around cliches. Mm-hmm. What I like about this song is even though the cliches are there, he is looking, he is trying to use them to a larger. They're purpose. different cliches. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a dog in a truck, you know. So, there you go. <laughs> you know, but he's like he's trying to do something with the the cliches and also really decorating them with some really. I think really cool lyrics, you know, uh, we dance around the black, we dance around the blacktop, the back route. There's always a way out where there's a road. Like he's, he's peppering in really interesting other things. Uh, it's just that, yeah, he always comes back to that very country hook, which I think is why this is one of his most country songs. Yeah. Uh, and as we said offline, it's, it's not, it's not real rednecky. <laughs> You know, yes <laughs> it's it's bigger than that exactly it's more intelligent <laughs> ed what do you think about where there's a road by robbie folks um he can't, it, 
like a country song and it's really folks kind of like instantly shut down but listening to your explanations i was like oh you're right like like when you discuss the theme you're like oh let's see how people interpret the road i feel like you're trying to like you're like uh subtweeting like oh this is like that's how i'm framing this song it, <laughs> it's like oh this this road really takes different angles on it about his the 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 protagonist's view of the road and the protagonist's father's view of the road and like all these different all these different perspectives and from that angle i really appreciated it and yeah i was it's like this could almost be this could almost be in, in line with the songs that we had last week about growing up that's how i feel that's like reading this is like like another growing up it is kind of like growing up actually. yeah for sure yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is kind of a growing up song. I mean, it, it, over the course of the song, he's playing in bands. He's constantly yeah. on, the your dad and, off, exactly, yeah. on the road. Exactly. And then also at the end of the song, he kind of realizes like that there's a certain um, there's a certain pull to the road where like once you're on it, it's really hard to get off of it. <laughs> Which I think is also kind of a concept of growing up is getting to that age and being like, at some point, I'm either going to have to slow down or just keep doing this forever. And uh, that's a very interesting choice one has Don't to make. Robbie Folks choose forever, based like what's that? Based on what I know. Oh Robbie yeah, Folks choose forever. Uh, kind of. I mean, he's you know he's got three kids and some grandkids and a wife and you know he's he's how old is he? Uh, he's pretty young, actually. <laughs> he's not as old as you would you think. You said he had some grandkids, so yeah, he's... exactly. Well, he had a he had his uh, first son real young, uh, which is how he ended up in Chicago, and also uh, ended up uh, writing sad country songs for fifteen years. Ah, so, country. <laughs> oh, I, I misspoke. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, let's see. Jennifer, pick a number between one and ten. Seven. Ed, pick a number between one and ten. Three. Three. Ed, the number was four. You're closest. You want to go next or make Jennifer? I can go. That's fine. All right, Ed, you're up. Ed, what did you bring for this songs about the road beatdown? Um, there was this reality show that I l adored, and I will speak of to the day I die because I'm actually Facebook friends with most of the contestants because <laughs> that's how few people watch this show. That that just being some guy who wanted to be friend Facebook friends, they were like they found it cute and amusing that I watch it. Like Bravo did. Uh, it was a, some. It was called Platinum Hit. It was on Bravo. It was after, right after Cara Diaguardi was let go from American Idol. She co-hosted it with Jewel, and it was a songwriting competition. And I just, I just like adored it. Like I couldn't get enough of it. The ratings, no joke, three hundred thousand people watched the show, and I was one of them. Like <laughs> total? In total, or like <laughs> yeah, like cumulatively, or each episode. Yeah, yeah three hundred thousand people watched a week. Like it was oh, so God. bad that on by week four. Bravo's like either they were gonna they decided that they would marathon all the all the episodes to end the episode like they would do two episodes every Friday for the next three weeks just to get the just to get get it off their <laughs> wow they're like how like, many people do does not Bravo want this average? anymore so <laughs> shockingly it wasn't renewed I feel like three hundred thousand people is a lot for Bravo <laughs> no they they could do better I assume I assume because they were not happy with it but there was. Uh, during one of the weeks, there was a one of the challenges was to write a song about uh, travel, and as, so the uh, so when Josh said this, I was like, oh, this is like a great time, and and I have the platinum hit soundtrack of all the songs because I I'm obsessed with it, and this is this is one of my favorite songs that came out of that competition, and let's listen to a clip of it. I'm only getting by. It's like I'm in between. Too much ordinary scenery Rip up my roadmap 
I'm all I'm looking for I say goodbye to the white Now I'm out the door Oh, my stride don't break Over broken lines And my heart beats faster Than speeds on signs I made my skin They're behind my back As the pavement sings my bravery Those rusted red lights Heat up the red in me Can't keep me from the man I'm making me Oh, my stride don't break Over broken lines And my heart beats faster than speed This song, this this theme for the week was for Platinum Hit was songs about the road, and this was one by my Facebook friend Johnny Marnell. <laughs> I'm literally Facebook friends with like eight, the eighty percent of the cast, so that's a pretty fair statement. Um, and what what I really like about the song is it's it's so damn clever. Like it's not like so okay. Maybe 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 that maybe I was just like kind of because you know watching this show. <laughs> Watching the show, you get to you get really get into the creative process of songwriting, and to me, it just seems it like blew everyone else's songs away. Johnny killed it this week. I don't like honestly, I didn't I did not even like him, but this song, <laughs> if I still if I like the song this much and I hate the person, that's how. I thought you said you were much, Facebook uh, friends with this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't post this episode there. <laughs> yeah, he, he won't. He's never gonna. He ignores me. I'm sure. I'm certain of it. Um, but. It's. I just think like the some of the lyrics are so good. Like, uh, my strides, uh, my stride don't break over broken lines. Um, in the chorus, my heart beats faster than speeds on sign. And like, like the killer of this, the killer, as Jewel and Cara Diguardi pointed out, was in the second verse. I'll just let those tire tracks talk dirt behind my back. I'm like, ah, oh, oh, those <laughs> lyrics are so solid. So, so I realize this is like a suicide wish of a song choice for this week. But I don't win that much, anyways, and uh, and I just and I just need I just hit and how great some of the songs that came there are there are at least five fantastic songs that came out of that show. You're doing this, this for is, you. This is among them. <laughs> yeah, good good for you, man. I mean, hey, like I didn't I didn't pick a song I think is gonna win this week either. Like you you gotta follow your heart sometimes, and you gotta part of why we do this is to get people to listen to stuff that we really believe in. Um, I'm. Uh, I, what was the setup of Platinum Hit? Like, how did that show work? Okay, so so the round one was Jewel would announce the theme. Everyone would write a chorus, and then Jewel would Jewel and Kara would choose the uh, three or four best choruses out of everyone, and then everyone else would be uh, they would like a, a high school pick team. The rest okay. of the people who lost the first round, and the rest of the teams would go and write the verses for the song. But they would have to keep the chorus that was chosen from the first round. Oh, okay. And the, and the losing song would have the judges would decide who of the people on the losing song contributed the most to its failing. 
Okay, so I, I forgot that um, <laughs> she was on the wow. show for she was on American Idol for such a short time, but yeah. I forgot that um, Cara Diaguardi. Diaguardi. Um, I forgot that she was more, known more for her songwriting than anything mm-hmm. else. So, yes. so I mean, yeah, this is an interesting take, and people who really, really like music and 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 you love the reality show aspect of it as well. Um, I could see how. You know, they they thought that this would be there would be some appeal to it. It was the project out. runway of songwriting, which <laughs> apparently I was the target demographic for, and nobody else. Nobody else cared about how the sausage of yeah. songs were made. <laughs> well, maybe they needed to pitch it like that. Maybe they needed a little yeah. bit more of a, uh, you know, the. It was. A, I think it was. This was in the awkward time where. Uh, Bravo just lost Project Runaway to Lifetime, so they're like, "Oh, we need, we need our like our thing back." They're like, "Oh, this songwriting, people love songwriting." And Kara, Kara just finished her two season stint on American Idol. There is no way this is gonna fail and not get millions of viewers. I like how you say she finished it. Like she was done. Like she didn't get fired. They were finished with her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Was she on for two years? I thought it was only one year. Like she did did two seasons. She did season eight and she did season nine with Alan. Yeah. Um, Ed, there what is years there? What else has Johnny Marnell done? Uh, not much. Crickets. <laughs> not that I'm. I um, I do know that uh, someone from the show is like co-writing for Halsey, so that's a probably as close as you're going to get to someone successful out of this show. Well, that's a really interesting pick, Jennifer. What did you think of uh, this song by Johnny Marnell? It was it was very nice. I once again, Ed, you are surprising me with your pick. This is not. You know, it, it doesn't have the, you know, dynamic, exciting, uh, up-tempo music beat you usually go for. It doesn't have the, you know, crazy hyperbolic lyrics that you usually go for. I will say I, I listened to it three times. And the first two times I kind of forgot it was playing and I walked away. It, it's just, it's very pleasant um, and it's really nice. But but actually just, you know, this was actually the fourth time listening to it. And, and it is, it's 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 a nicely constructed song. There's some interesting lyrics. Um, he has a pleasant voice and a pleasant sound. Yeah, I I think uh, pleasant is the word on this song. It's it's perfectly nice. I think Jennifer, your description uh, for this type of music is bubble bath music. It's totally bubble bath uh, music, and I can totally see this being bubble bath music. I I agree, Ed. I think there's some nice lyrical stuff in here. I like um, my bubble bath. I wish it wasn't so anonymous. Like he has that kind of whispery it does, white it does dude feel guitar a bit stuff. Like this could have been like the. Fifth single off a of John Mayer album. Yeah, you know, or the uh, second single off of a Jason Mraz album. It really seems like you know <laughs> yeah. you're walking through you know Gap Kids and this song is playing <laughs> in the background. And you just kind of it's, it's so fine. He's, he's a whispery WGWG. Yes, oh, he's a total WGWG. WG squared. Mike, what like is it? Do the lyrics? That's like the best. That's the best thing about this song. I know you said it was just pleasant, but I want I want to give some credit to Johnny. The lyrics doing. are clever. They're clever lyrics. I I agree, but the, the the like the delivery of them and 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 the music behind it is so just there that it it I'd say it does the lyrics a disservice. I I think that if they had you know put a little more little more into it, they could have really turned those lyrics into something. You're right. They're they're good lyrics. They're clever. They're they're they're. they're I feel I feel like I'm kind of the Simon Cowell of this cast right now. <laughs> it's a no from me, dog. Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the, I just the, love you. The, you you are kind of the Paul Abdul of it. If you, we're gonna break it down, totally like that, is. you are. She totally is. Um, I'm I'm not that drunk right now though. <laughs> I haven't I haven't yet. quite 
reached Paula level yet. I'm just kidding, Paula. I love she's she's actually super <laughs> like sweet. We've listening. met her in person in Vegas. I know, right? <laughs> she's listening. She was about to call you as you're like, oh good. Oh, okay. Jennifer. Jennifer. You were a little mean this week. Not okay, Jennifer. Not to yell at her. Well, that is Ed's pick for this week. Uh where I need to be by everyone go check out the Platinum Hits cast album. It's on Spotify, so you don't have like there are some great songs in there from the win from there's they have an album of just the winning songs and there are some good ones that aren't on there, but the just the winning songs did, is, is, did that album go gold or uh no merely sure merely it, copper. If it sold if it sold <laughs> galvanized 10, metal copies, I would genuinely be surprised. <laughs> yes, pick, pla- up, pick pla- up a platinum hit say it went ten. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> platinum hit was a pewter hit. Twelve copies sold. <laughs> yes. Pewter is more precious metal than that. Okay. Well that is Ed's pick for this week, where I need to be by Jenny right now. Let's turn it over to Jennifer. Jennifer, what did you bring for this songs about the road? So, again, as it's been mentioned, there are lots of different interpretations of the road. And um, actually, when we were talking about this other night, it's like you go on the road to either, you know, whether it's a, a physical or emotional journey, you, you head out to do something to either get away from something or to find something. And, and in some ways, this song is a little of both. Um, and I do, the other reason I, I chose it is because it does address the, um, you know, it, it's it's not just it's not just the the physical aspect of getting out on the road and experiencing life. It's the um, the you know the emotional journey that you go on. So for me, I chose the Dixie Chicks, the long way around. My friends from high school married their high school boyfriend. Into houses in the same zip codes where the parents live, but I, I couldn't ever follow. No, I, I couldn't ever follow. I hit the So this is uh, Long Way Around by the Dixie Chicks. Um, this was on their seventh studio album called Taking the Long Way. And this came out in 2006. And this album was released three years after their controversial uh, fallout with Middle America when they made some uh, allegedly disparaging comments about George W. Bush in a concert. Controversial. And- is it interesting you were <laughs> to choose there? Controversial to who? History has proved them yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah. So this, uh, it, it, it took them a few years. 
I circle back and this album, many of the songs in this album are a response to that controversy. Um, this song in particular and, and specifically uh, Not Ready to Make Nice, which um, you've heard that one, I right? I have heard okay. Not Ready to Make Nice. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so this song um, was also described as a manifesto to nonconformity. And again, this was their, their second hit off of that album. Uh, it was written by uh, the three main girls, Natalie Maines, uh, Marty McGuire, Emily Robinson, and also Dan Wilson. Who, Dan Wilson. Dan Wilson, who also co-wrote um, Not Ready to Make Nice. He is an amazing American singer-songwriter. Uh, has one of my all-time favorite songs uh, called uh, uh, What a Year for a New Year. Uh, we've actually put it on our Christmas Spectacular a couple of years because uh, there have been a couple of years in a row where we were just like, yeah, yeah, let's forget about that last one and uh, <laughs> do a new one. But he has, on. he has written quite a he, – he, he's written songs with and for Adele, uh, numerous other people. Like, I don't even know where to begin. And uh, he was in the band Semisonic. Most people know his ah, uh, closing time, closing time yeah, song. Closing time. I was like, I knew I've heard the name Dan Wilson before. Yes. It's like, where do I know yes. that from? He wrote uh, California Kids on the last Weezer record. Oh, he did? Yeah, Dan that, Wilson's That actually like, makes sense. I can hear that now. Yeah. But he's fantastic. So, so yes. So this song, um, it, it was, uh, this this whole album, it was highly praised because they came back with, you know, a, a deeper, darker sound and a defiance, defiant stance when everybody expected them to, you know, basically cower and then come back, you know, shyly and meekly, you know, asking for forgiveness. And that was not at all what they did. So, um, the Again, the reason I love this song is it talks about a physical journey. You know, uh, all my friends in high school got married, still live in the same zip code. And but for for the protagonist in the song, uh, the hook, but I I could never follow. No, I could never follow. And that's one of the things that I've always identified with. I mean, I I love my hometown and I love all my friends and my family there. I just never felt like the life that I was going to have there was going to be my own. It was just going to be the same as everybody else's. So I know you look at me and you think, oh, yeah, she's she's a nonconformist. But <laughs> totally, you know, rocking out in my leggings and Star Wars T-shirt here. But, but emotionally, I just, I never, you know, I, I, I never felt like I, I never wanted to settle. And I felt like if I did stay there, I would settle. So, um, so. In that aspect, the, the the physical journey of traveling to a new place, um, in a way, it's like, yeah, I mean, kind of was going away from something. But more than anything, I was looking for something else. And when I moved to California, it was the first time I felt like it was okay to just be who I was and pursue the dreams that I had and not just, you know, what everybody else was supposed to do. Um, I think one of the last weddings that I went to before moving out here, I looked around the tables and I was like, I've been to 13 of these weddings. <laughs> and I'm just like, I like maybe it's me. And then I was like, OK, yeah, I'm getting out of here. Um, but I, I do like that they also it, it addresses their emotional journey. So they did have there was a lot of pushback, a um, lot of a lot of nasty stuff said. Um, and so this song talks about it, it's kind of 
it sort of uh, it references a lot of stuff in their their history and their career together. Uh, and it talks about the pink van with the stars in the ceiling. They actually, when they first went out on tour, they had a little pink van, and that's how they traveled. Um, the six strong hands on a steering wheel, Mike. It's the, the the three of them together. I mean, saying, only one of them should be driving at a time. I think, yeah. I think we really need to talk to them about This is where I think the emotional journey. <laughs> I think we're going to go figuratively here. I mean, they should really have the tour planned out. And they shouldn't be just like, no, we're going to Atlanta. No, I said we're going to Tennessee. <laughs> Chaos on the road. So, yeah. So in that- I've been in that car. It's no fun. <laughs> that, that car is no fun where everybody's like, we're going this way. Wait, I think that was called our, our last uh, Dungeons and Dragons. That's <laughs> <laughs> our last D&D game. That's how it worked. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Everybody struggling. We went nowhere. I gave you guys a really good map to follow. <laughs> we lost We it. just didn't trust the governor. <laughs> Can didn't. I say? I, I think it, I think it's a, a carryover from The Walking Dead. But, um, but yeah, no, so I, I do. I love this song. I know I'm, I've always said that, you know, I'm not much of a country fan. I'm... Um, but this is one that I would hear on mainstream radio. It wasn't. It wasn't just on country stations, and um, because there was so much publicity about, you know, the backlash and their uh, their 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 standing up for themselves and in and, and defending what they said and and not backing down. So uh, I really I like I like all the aspects of it. Uh, and it's yeah. just a beautifully written song too. Yeah, I I mean I can't say enough that nice things about this song or this group. To be quite honest, uh, if you, if I had to pick five voices to listen to for the rest of my life, Natalie Wayans would be on that list, uh, right after you. Uh, but I just Aww. I think her singing voice Make is it up just for that as he away, has one eye out the door. Got one eye out the door. Make it up for it. Um, <laughs> I just think she's utterly uh, she she's world class as far as voices go. Um, I think this song is gorgeous. I think this whole album, but particularly this song and "Not Ready Ready to Make Nice," are such an amazing ways to turn the worst thing that ever happened to this band into one of, quite frankly, in my opinion, like top twenty five country albums ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Wilson's work on this is phenomenal. Ed, you should know Dan Wilson. If you do you know Dan Wilson, are you Facebook friends? Uh, not. Off the top of my head. All right, you need to spend some time and look like poke around on his Wikipedia page because this dude has worked with everyone from uh, country singers. He worked on to, like Taylor Swift and Dirk Bentley. Did he write to, like, that Adele Fantagram. song? Like that, that that real famous one. Uh, he, he wrote, wrote one of the he real wrote a bunch of ones. yeah he wrote a bunch of songs which, on Twenty One. Which one real? Like the, the, the first big hit. I, think hit. I can't remember oh, which wrote... one he wrote for her, but he wrote a bunch of them. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah no, he's I, I had just. It. But I mean, yeah. he's truly oh, he wrote one and only that is like really good. Song. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he he's fantastic. So, like, I I don't think the Dixie Chicks need a lot of you know good press from us because I think they're doing okay <laughs> on their own. But if anybody discovers Dan Wilson as a result of this podcast, I think that's fantastic. I mean, he also guys... co-wrote with Missy Higgins. Damn. Yeah, no, guys... he's world class. They're, de- they're definitely the biggest stars that we've got on this podcast. Today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like out of everybody's choices, like the Dixie Chicks are yeah. by far the most well-known. Yeah, we went uh, to their last tour, uh, their 20th anniversary or 25th anniversary tour oh as a band, and it was just it was phenomenal. Like it's a, spectac- they, it's a spectacle. It's a spectacle. They play 
unbelievably. Like they come out to the front of the stage, the three of them with like one or two of their band members, and they just play acoustic for like four or five songs. And they do everything from old school country songs to Beyonce to some of their hits. Like it's just an unbelievable show. They I, did I cannot Rain. say nice enough nice things about. Uh, yeah, they yeah. did. Or no, they did. Uh, nothing compares to you. Oh, nothing compares to you. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, because it was it was about a month or two after Prince had passed away. Yeah, and they were doing Daddy Lessons, which they've now done on the CMAs or whatever. But um, no, they're just, I cannot say enough nice things about the Dixie Chicks and this song. I think this song is absolutely phenomenal and beautiful and great. And now, Mike, you can tell me why I'm wrong. Go. It's 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 kind of boring for me, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's fine, but I mean, I think there's there's too much of the chorus. Like, they, they say taking the long way around, I think, like... 30 or 40 times (laughs) in in this song and it just it kind of just at the end of there it's like okay you're taking the long way around and i get it you don't you don't have to like prove it to me (laughs) you know i mean i I understand the concept you're trying to get across to me and i mean this it it, it, it's a pretty song you know um it checks off all the boxes you know it checks off all the boxes of being a road song i'm getting in my rv i got my six hands on the steering wheel (laughs) (laughs) it was so funny so when it's playing offline mike was like Okay, what is up with the six hands? <laughs> it sounds dangerous. It sounds dangerous. Sounds it sounds like maybe there was some sort of, um, you know, nuclear spill and And I like I like the the Irish stereotype, you know. I drank with the Irish and smoked with the hippies. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and it's it, it's just yeah, like all of the crazy experiences that you you can know, only it's, it's, find it, if you step out of your norm and you break very, away. It seems very, very stereotypical to me, though. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't seem that like mm-hmm. we were talking about uh, the the lyrics of Ed's songs right. as mm-hmm. being clever. I, I don't find these lyrics to be very clever. See, I don't. The fact that they're not wildly clever, I'm okay with. What I like is that they are so specific. Like it's been too young, Drank too with the long Irish years. And smoked now. with the hippies. No, what I mean is, <laughs> when you get to the hook and she says, "It's been too long years now since the top of the world came crashing down." Like they're very, being very specific about like Their this world. is an experience yeah. to us. Yeah, exactly. And they're and just being purely vulnerable and autobiographical about that, I think, is really I, and interesting. I, I do like that. I like yeah. that. I mean, this is this 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 is a good song. It's not. It's it's this. I'm not saying. I mean, I don't like country. So mm-hmm. this is about as much as you're going to get out of me. This is a good song. <laughs> you know, That's this a is, mighty fine compliment, I, Mike. I mean, th- walking into this week was very dangerous for me. <laughs> it's like, it's like songs about the road. It's going to be all yeah. country, isn't it? And Ed, your, your song's very close to being country. <laughs> Ed, what do you think of this song, Take the Long Way by, uh, or I'm sorry, what do you think of this song, The Long Way Around by the Dixie Chicks? Um, I, Mike was thinking about the chorus. I think like it really, it's like, not only are they telling us they're taking the long way around, they're showing us they're taking the long <laughs> way around to get through the chorus. And uh, and and what I liked about it is it it a real like our true American Midwest American experience. This that the Dixie Chicks were like straddling, like they see this life and they can't, they don't want this life, and it's they're it, but they're at odds with it and. It's it's very interesting from that perspective, and I and I'm also wondering in this conversation, is there something, like, is it, is it something about the road that is Americana, or is there something about us as Americans that, that that are projecting onto this experience being of the road experience being Americana? I think it's the latter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think America being is so as big as it is. And being a country that you could travel across because it has so many roads. I mean, mm-hmm. Russia mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of roads up in Siberia. It's not like you're going to go take a road trip through Siberia because it's so cold and un- unwelcoming. But 
for the most part, America is just this wide open space where, you know, it's mm-hmm. different everywhere. And yeah. the, the roads can take you to so many different places. That, yeah, there are yeah. many, many roads. Like when you go to some countries, it's like there's only one road to get from here to there and you're on it for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a very, you know, America kind of in its bones and quite frankly mm-hmm. in its origin story is a bunch of people leaving their homes mm-hmm. to find Manif- something, quote yeah. unquote, better. Manifest destiny, you know, get, Which, get to the other side of the exactly and then now like they you know that that story that started this country is very intrinsic to what americans do you leave your home to find something better well let's go ahead and uh we'll close it out now mike you have our guest privilege of going last please tell us what did you bring for this songs about the road beatdown well um i i I hemmed and hawed about this for a long long time because there's just i mean there's so many good songs about the road because as you, as you said like most bands have a song about the road you know if, if they've been big or even if they haven't been big because most of them have either like toured in to arenas or been torn around in, in little like stuffed into a van so there's like everybody's got a song about the road and there are all so many good ones like i i didn't get to pick like running down a dream by tom petty yeah. which i thought mm-hmm. was a great one on the road again but Willie nelson which great but i don't like country uh, <laughs> i was gonna go with tangled up in blue which i think is the quintessential road song but i don't want to be the guy who just brings six minute folk rock songs to, to your <laughs> podcast because that'll be, i don't want to get pigeonholed into that six minute song window and i almost actually picked graceland by paul simon mm-hmm. until i decided it was more about his divorce than it was about the road mm-hmm. um so what i what i settled down to is i said okay so what i'm, I'm in the car i'm getting ready to go on a trip I've made myself a mixtape or a mix <laughs> Spotify list, whatever whatever it is kids do these days. Do you do you miss making mixtapes? So much. I, I used to love to make a mixtape. Yeah. It was it was it was there was an art to it because mm-hmm. you had a ninety minute tape, forty five minutes aside, and you had to plan that out. You know, because mm-hmm. you had a certain amount of space, certain amount of time, and you had to make it make sense. Yeah. And you know, you, Spotify list can be like in that three hours long. Doesn't matter. And you had to think about it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. There was no like because yeah. now I'm in the car and I pull up Spotify and I'm like, I can listen to anything I want right now. What's going to be with a mixtape? Yeah. You had to think about that before you even left the house. So yeah. I thought about when I'm getting in the car, I'm getting on a journey, I'm going somewhere. What's the song I want to hear? And the song I always want to hear, no matter where I'm going, is Here I Go Again by Whitesnake. I don't know where I'm going But I sure know where I've been Hanging on the promises and the songs of yesterday And I've made up my mind
so that is a white snake. Here I go again. David Coverdale. Yeah, and make sure you listen to the 1987 version, which is the one you just heard. Because if you listen to the 1982 version, it is not as good. Uh, this is really David Coverdale, too. Because, uh, funny story, right before they recorded the video for this, uh-huh. he fired everybody else in the band. <laughs> like, he literally fired everyone else in the band. It's funny. Here I go again on my own. Fired everybody else in the band. Like, they should have. They should have yeah, seen it coming. If you look at the video, the only actual band member in the video is him. And I know if you're looking at the video, you're not looking at him at all. No. Uh, you are looking at Tawny Katane. <laughs> Tawny Katane forever. Not not the weird one who married the Angels pitcher Chuck Finley and beat him death. Beat him. Aww. Beat him. Beat him. Beat him down. Not to death, but she young Tawny Katane. Yeah. Young yeah. Tawny Katane was 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 a force of nature. Yes, it was a well. You know, you've seen this. You know, she. It's essentially three minutes of her rolling around on the hood of a car. Yes. she's nimble. Uh, she is nimble, which is great because apparently the story is she Thank was you. like. They were like, hey, do you want to be in the video? And she's like, yeah, what do you want me to do? And they're like, we don't know. And she said, why don't I just roll around on the hood of a car? And they went, okay. And so then when they they were like, so do you want to choreograph this? She's like, no, just hit record. <laughs> Play the song, hit record. I, I, I like improvisational Tawny. I think <laughs> yeah. that's the right, that's the best kind of Tawny. Follow um, your heart. And uh, yeah, so I, I went with this song because I, I think it really, you know, it encapsulates what being on the road is is, is really about in in your heart it's about going out on an adventure you know you know what you've done you know maybe you don't know where you're going but you know what you've done and you know you're you've got you've got the road ahead of you and it could be anything you know it could be anything i know i, I know that it's out there you know i'm lonely <laughs> but uh there's 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 tawny katane out there <laughs> which I, I you know he married her like immediately after this right like he's like that's all it took so wait you, you said <laughs> three minute video and all of a sudden they're married and you said you know six hands on a steering wheel wasn't safe i don't know dancing around like that was not very safe no no it was not safe uh, i think that's the theme of theme of the week is not not doing safe things not doing safe things with cars <laughs> do not do this at home kids <laughs> yeah and uh, for everything i said about uh about the long way around the long way around it i mean it lyrically applies to this because this this is the most cliched song that, that may ever have been been written it, uh, the lonely street of dreams i mean but it's just so awesome when it kicks in when the guitars kick in and plus when he hits that high note I like, yeah I mean, David Coverdale, his voice we, is pretty epic. We, that's, I mean, this is the only good thing he's probably ever done in his life. I don't know. I don't know a lot about David Coverdale. But I know that he wrote this song. And, you know, I, I'd say it's they're pretty much a one-hit wonder. I, I can't I – know, I know there's another song. There has uh, to be, I mean, if you're a hardcore Whitesnake fan, yeah, there's other songs. I know there's other songs but, by Whitesnake. Yeah. I know there's another video that has Tawny Katane in it. Yeah. And that's the only reason I know there's another Whitesnake song. <laughs> um, <laughs> because you've seen the video. Brian's yeah. probably at home, like, screaming, like, it's this and this. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, he could be screaming that, but he's probably the only one. <laughs> Everybody else is like, yeah, this is – I know this song. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't name. Snake. I couldn't name you another White Snake song. Well, after this, David Coverdale formed a band called Coverdale, uh-huh. and mostly did White Snake songs. And then he did spent a lot of time because uh, he sounds um, he sounds more like Robert Plant than Robert Plant does now. Mm-hmm. And so he spent a lot of time doing Led Zeppelin tours, not touring with Led Zeppelin, but kind of touring as Led Zeppelin. Oh, weird. Because Robert Plant can't hit those notes, any- notes anymore and doesn't really want to. He's kind of over it. And so Coverdale, if you want to go see Led Zeppelin, you go see Coverdale. See a void, fill a void. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because he only has the one song to play. So he can play all Led Zeppelin songs and then just and close then do it out this. with Here Again. Yeah. Here I Go Again is the encore. Do this in the encore and then go home. Good yeah. night. This, this song went to, I think, number one in four countries. Oh, wow. In, in like Canada. Canada, U.S., 
Uh... Ed, do you know this song? What do you think of White Snake's hair? I go. Tell again. me you know this song. I do know this song, yes. and I was gonna say that this is, uh, like, this has to be easily one of the the, t- the top twenty-five hair metal songs, if only by the virtue of of the fact it has seeped into public consciousness still in twenty seventeen, like by by that by that measuring. I mean, stick. there's there's a lot of great hair metal songs. I mean, like I'd say at least twenty five. Did anybody do this on is, American is, Idol? Is, is somebody is Brian at home yelling right now? He is. He's real. <laughs> he's actually walking over right now. I wonder, I wonder now. Brian that I gave him the measuring stick of public consciousness in 2017. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, sure one of those is by Cinderella or some other such nonsense. They've got some good songs, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's fools. I was originally going to do top ten, but I was like, I need to, I need to couch this a bit more just in case I get yelled. At. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a, the the chorus is solid pun song and it, and it is like and as you guys said i know it so there you go i was like oh yes this is <laughs> of the four song, well, strong the praise i know it <laughs> and did anybody do this on american idol or uh, shockingly hair metal did not get much play there was no hair no. metal week uh, well american idol like rock and roll was not they never really did rock and roll on american idol that's how like mediocre rock singers were able to do very well on american idol because they were the only people playing that type of music i don't i don't think anybody that there's very few people who could hit that david coverdale note that that that, that, here i go (laughs) how many times has everybody tried to hit that note in their car and failed like every time i hear it i remember them doing a specific rock week on american version was top four of American Idol season eight when uh, Allison Earhead did uh, "Cry Baby" by yeah Jefferson Airplane, right? Maybe oh I'm my gosh, that. yeah, that was, I don't know. that was good. That was good. I don't that remember was a that good at all. performance. Okay, and was Rip. Adam Lambert in that season? Yes. Okay, yes, yeah, was... no, that makes sense because I when you said uh, nobody could hit it, I'm like Adam oh, okay. Lambert. Okay, Adam have... Lambert could. Yeah, he could hit it. Never yes. mind. Yes, Lead singer of Queen, Adam Lambert. Yeah. Yes. And I think if anybody's singing it in their car, they've got to cranked up so loud everybody hits that note just right uh, you can't I, 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 I can only speak for myself but i have bailed out halfway through that note no. every time well uh all i know is that the next time we go to the barrel for karaoke this one's oh. coming up are you gonna for do it sure no you are i am and i'm gonna love it oh geez it's I gonna know. be so good i can do everything except that note <laughs> that one note It'll we'll so we'll all scream the note at the same time. Maybe, and, maybe I'll and do drown the version the version where he just goes, Ooh, baby, baby yes, exactly. instead of doing the note. <laughs> I'm always I'm always bummed out when I get that version on the on the radio. And I'm like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Oh <laughs> man, what a tease. So White Snakes, uh, here I go again. I don't have a lot of to say about this song. I think it's super fun. Um I think that the the guitar is is really I love the when you get to the drop, like at the hook, this song is real fun. I mean there's no doubt about this is a, a real there's definitely kicker a, of a, song. a build to it. Yes, exactly. Is it about the road? Yeah. I guess. I mean, it is going down the only road he's ever known. Yeah. Like a gypsy who was born to walk Where alone. Where else do you find drifters? The road. <laughs> he's made up his mind. He ain't wasting. The lonely street no of dreams. He's got a road and a street. That's wow. A <laughs> well, that is uh, Mike's pick this week, which is White Snakes. Here I go again. And now we'll go around the circle one more time, and we will let everybody make one final case for why you should pick their song as the best song of the road, and everyone else should have to cruise the road with nothing but a staticky AM radio. I am up first. I went first. And so I will make one final case for why you should pick Robbie Folks's Where There's a Road, which at this point you're like, wow, I don't even remember that song. And uh, you should. (laughs) 
because it's a super good song. Uh, Robbie Folks is Where There's a Road. I think what makes it special is that it is looking at the road from different angles, um, how it is a threat to some people and a promise to other people. It's also looking at the road kind of honestly in the way that, you know, you you sometimes you get on it and it's really hard to get off of it. Um, and I really recommend uh, Robbie Folks. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's unappreciated. And I think everybody should take a moment and uh, check back at some Robbie Folks music because it is fantastic. Uh, going around the room, uh, you know, uh, we all like uh, Here I Go Again. I think it's super fun. Is it about the road? I don't know. You want to talk cliches? Let's talk about Here I Go Again. Uh, but, uh, you know, I would say uh, Robbie Folks' song is a little deeper. Uh, Ed's song, Johnny Marnell, again, a very sweet song, but uh, you at least, you know, the, the Robbie Folks song, I think, really does ring truer than that song and Jennifer's song the long way around uh no you should not vote for Robbie Folks' song you should vote for the long way around <laughs> wow. because wow. that's how much I love that song and still the Dixie Chicks out and that the particular on the, eyes on the yeah. door right? I, I'm sorry I'm 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 actually gonna take a pass on this week and say you should not vote for my <laughs> song you should vote for Jennifer's song wow. uh wow. I think the long way around is wow. such a such a fantastic song so that is it for me uh let's turn it over to Ed Ed to give the listeners hey. one last one last plea for why they should vote for Johnny Marnell's Where I Need to Be. Um, I would not like you to vote for my song. Instead, I would like a bigger favor from <laughs> from you listening audience. Please listen to the Platinum Hits cast <laughs> song album. Please, if you do the if you do it and tweet me that you're doing it with a picture, I will follow you. That is how much I love this show. <laughs> like that wow. is this show is what's so legit and just I, punt I, in the I week. Agree, I that <laughs> Everybody's taking a that's pass. Two punts so far. <laughs> I, I dream that Netflix is going to come beat down with Jen and Mike. And be <laughs> like, you help us design a music reality show. And I'll be like, Oh hell yeah. It'll be American Idol meets platinum hit. And they'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about about that second one. I'm like, don't matter. Just, just give me a budget. It'll be fine. It'll be the best reality show ever. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, that is Ed's pick for this week or Ed's plea for this week. Let's turn it over to you, Jennifer. Jennifer, why should people vote for one of two songs that people actually hear? <laughs> it's on the table now. All right, Mike. All right. <laughs> the long well, way around right. by and, the Dixie and Chicks. Apparently, the, the, the playing field is leveled enough because both of our songs have redundant, inane lyrics that <laughs> are very cliche. They're not, they're not the greatest of lyrics, let's so, say. Are you a hair bear or are you a country I'm fan? a hair bear. What, what is <laughs> yeah, what is a hair bear? <laughs> Did, did you just make that up? Somebody yeah. gonna give me the hair bear stare? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, the hair bears were a, a Hanna Barbera cartoon from like the seventies, <laughs> but in the eighties, the the girls we we used to perm our hair and like aqua aqua net it out to here. We were called the hair bears. Really? Yeah. And they okay. Maybe it was like lot. a maybe it was a like a, a Somerville the Bedford hair bears. thing. Uh, a Boston thing. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. So anyhow. So I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> hair metal fan. There you, there, go. Yeah. there you go. So bring it back. But um, this is just an unbelievable song. Actually, the album altogether. I think you might actually, and I'm, this, I'm saying this sincerely to you, Mike. I think if you actually listen to the whole album, you'd probably really even like this song a lot more. If you can get through a whole album of country. Mm, that's, <laughs> but it, it is, is not a very country record. It's I think really we not. should film that challenge. It's more... It, just, just put a, me in a room with with the Dixie Chicks out. What's, yeah. what's the name of the album? Put me in a room with the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> that sounds fun. It's well, the it's funny. Okay, so yeah, this is. Do you the want to be in a room around. with the Dixie Chicks or Tawny Katane? Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You listen to it while watching Connie, 
Tani Katane. There you go. Then I will like it more, probably. Or, am I just <laughs> yeah, no, Twist, so. it's Tani Katane today. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So the album is taking the long way. It, it is. It's. It's. It's a. It's a beautiful piece altogether. And but this song on its own is really outstanding. Um, again, what draws me is the the figurative and the literal interpretation of the road, and also the, you know, the healing that going on that personal journey uh, can provide. And that's why I think uh, this is better than Mike's. <laughs> one last turn mike let people wa- know why they should vote for your song well, over I, jennifer's i think that you should vote for here i go again by white snake because uh you don't have to listen to the whole white snake album you can just listen to this song in fact i recommend that you only listen to the 1987 single version of this song i want you to get into your car i want you to start driving and i want you to put this song on and just revel in its awesomeness this song is awesome. It there's I, it's it, it doesn't make any sense. There's the the chord progression is simple. It's true. The lyrics are simplistic. Uh it is the opposite of most things that I care for. But when you put all of this David Coverdale white snake nonsense into a pot and come out with here I go again, it is seriously one of the greatest songs that's ever been written and it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense and that is kind of like america which also does not make any sense this this country is full of rugged individualism and here i go again really just nails that to the wall the rugged individualism of america is alive and well and it is alive and well and here i go again by white snake i get the slow clap on this wow you got jennifer's slow clap good for you you, he was also at a bernie rally today so i I was at a bernie rally he's pretty he's pretty amped up i'd be talking about rugged individualism when he's basically a socialist you know <laughs> <laughs> labels you well, know. what are they good for yeah. you're also wearing a bernie sanders t-shirt just that, so that, the audience knows where you came down that was on his that. birthday present from yeah. us yeah. yes that's true you guys got yeah. me this shirt i don't know trip. if you can see this but and you have your bernie oh, sanders bernie socks, socks, on. socks oh it's so wow. funny he's so scrunched he looks yeah, like he's, the guy he's, from up he's a you're not making me like him any less Oh, why has nobody made that short? Okay, well, that is it for us. And now, dear listeners, up to you to pick what you think is the best song about the road you heard this week. You can vote on our website, which is at beatdownpodcast.podbean.com. Beatdownpodcast.podbean.com. Go ahead and click on the poll right at the top there and tell us what you think is the best song you heard. You can also find us on Twitter, beatdownpodcast.com. I'm sorry, Beatdown Pod on Twitter and on Facebook at Beatdown Podcast or email me at beatdownpodcast at gmail.com and uh, let us know what you think. It's the best song you heard about the road. We'll be back next week where our topic is songs that changed your life, which is going to get heavy, kids. And Break out the tissues. Real funny. I'm really glad I'm not here for that one. Because <laughs> All the feels. I, I, I just don't know that I could be on a show where I wasn't allowed to attack the other person's song. It's like, no, you were, your life wasn't changed by that song. <laughs> yes. Not significantly enough, not compared to mine. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Let's My talk life about was... me and how important I am. Right. My life was changed more. You can... You you can you can attack the song, just not my personal struggles. Yeah. I know that's but that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think it's gonna be a whole lot of yeah. I love your song. That's hilarious. <laughs> but I don't think your struggle was enough. You know. Sorry. <laughs> All right, save it for next week. <laughs> it wasn't real enough, guys. Before uh, we go, Mike, if people want to find you online, where should they go? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MikeyAxelicious. All right, you want to spell that? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer, if people want to find you, where should they go? 
I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Jenny B Creative. It's Jenny with an I. And the letter B. Ed, where should people find you? Uh, you can find me at Edward Giordano. Um, yeah. Uh, Big Brother Canada is almost over, so it's almost safe to follow me again. <laughs> almost. And you can find me uh, at Josh Burnell, B-U-R-N-E-L-L. I wrote a movie that comes out on May 9th. It's on VOD. It's called Boone the Bounty Hunter. It stars WWE superstar John Morrison, Lorenzo Lamas, Jonathan Lipnicki. Lorenzo mm-hmm. Lamas plays himself uh, and a whole bunch of other random people that you're like, oh, I know that guy. Uh, you should get it on VOD. It comes out on May 9th. And uh, then you should uh, tweet me that you watched it. And I'll be like, yo, that's awesome. It was uh, super fun. Lorenzo Lamas was the star of Renegade, right? Was that yes, the show he was, he was on? Yeah. I, used to, I used to watch that show. Yes, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. He did some wonderful <laughs> roundhouse kicks. And this is, <laughs> this is a super fun movie. He's, he is a little badass in it. Um, and it's also going to be at Walmart. So In June, yeah. So it'll be out on, on disc in June, oh. but you can VOD it on May 9th. So please do that because uh, I don't get percentage points, but I know the people who do. So yeah. you should help them and out. And it's a fun movie. It's a very fun movie. <laughs> uh, check it out. That is called Boone the Bounty Hunter, and it's on VOD on May 9th uh, for the Beat Down Podcast with Josh and Ed and Mike. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Beatdown is a production of us and is recorded in the office attached to our garage. Our theme song is Optimism by the Numbers by Brian Lerner and used with his permission. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. It helps others find the show. The music clips we discuss in this podcast are used in compliance with the U.S. Copyright Act, fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. If you want to listen to the songs we talked about this week in their entirety, visit us on Twitter at BeatdownPod, online at BeatdownPodcast.com, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BeatdownPodcast.